Amen. The simplicity of that song, blessed be your name, no matter what, right? Uh, whether things are going well or whether they're going poorly, that we choose to say, blessed be your name. All right. As we continue in worship today, we are always reminded of uh, the importance of giving back and of being good stewards with all that God has given us. So I encourage you to continue to do that in, in all areas of your life with your finances, but the, the way that you spend your time and the way that uh, you invest in relationships, that you uh, are, choose to be good stewards uh, in the way that, that you live your life in response to the many blessings that God has given us. Um, com- coming up uh, as we begin September, as we begin fall, uh, next week we are going to, to begin uh, kind of our marriage focus on Sunday evening. So Sunday at 5 o'clock uh, we'll come. And so uh, for everyone who has signed up, come. If you didn't sign up, you can still come. It's no, no big deal. Uh, you know, we'll, I, I'll give instructions to our bouncer outside that he, he will let anyone in, even if they're not on the list, right? So uh, we, we won't regulate the list too, too much. You, you do have to show some sort of a passport to get in, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll give more information on that. So, but uh, we do encourage you to come and, and to, to be part of that. That'll start uh, next Sunday. So uh, tonight there's nothing going on, on here, so go and do no labor in honor of Labor Day. Um, <laughs> and I do want to, to mention uh, again the... Uh, that Brad is doing a financial peace uh, university. That's uh, uh, you can give him a call. This has all the information on it, uh, but it starts uh, September seventh, uh, so Tuesday uh, at five thirty, and it's at the Healthy Spot uh, downtown. Um, eventually, we'll possibly do one uh, here at the church next uh, uh, next uh, year. Well, it'll be next year. So I was going to say next semester. I'm kind of in the reverted back to my school days in the next semester. Um, oh, thank heavens I don't have to be in a semester. And <laughs> but uh, but uh, if, if that's something you're interested in, I know he would be glad to, to visit with you uh, about that. Um, and uh, next week uh, is our second Saturday, so that'll be September 10th. Um, and so our Women of Journey will be gathering here at 10 o'clock on uh, next Saturday. Uh, so if you have any questions or anything, let Tanya know. Um, but uh, that will be a, a wonderful gathering uh, this, this Saturday um, at 10 o'clock. So, and that usually goes from about 10 to noon or so. And uh, have, have a wonderful time of worship uh, and just of, of growing closer to, to each other, most importantly, closer to God. And uh, again, I, I think God is really working through Tanya in that ministry. So I, I definitely encourage you to, to be, be part of that if you can. So today we're going to continue looking into Proverbs, and uh, we're going we're gonna to read quite a bit of Proverbs. Now, the good thing is, is Proverbs is, is pretty short you know, in that uh, it's just a lot of short sayings that go, go together, and, uh, and, and I love the, the picture that it gives. Um, you know, because it does, it talks about wisdom and the importance of wisdom and, and seeking uh, God's way of engaging the world around us, right? And, and that is so, so important for us right now. Um, and, and again, it's very important to, to remember that Proverbs 
are not direct promises. They're trying to give a picture of the best way to engage life. Right? And, uh, and it's, a, it's, it's a misread on our part when we read it as a direct promise. You know, like it says, okay, if you live this way, then this will happen. You know, like you'll be blessed with long life. Right? This, this is one that some people will use. It says if you, if you live it, uh, according to God's wisdom, you'll be blessed with long life. Right? That's a proverb, basically. Well, there are people who live according to God's wisdom and die in a car wreck. <laughs> Right. So again, we read that as as this direct promise. That's that's not exactly what it's talking about, right? It's talking about living a full life, a healthy life. And uh, and and so we're I think that's where sometimes people get tripped up in proverbs. Um is is thinking it's this direct correlation and all I have to do is Live this way, and then I will get this wonderful life. Right? That that's not not it. This is about how we approach life, and we engage in a very confusing and challenging world. Right? Um, that's one thing that is very important for us to understand: that life is doesn't doesn't make sense, and life is challenging. And it is hard to live out your faith in this, in this world, right? And, and we're going to be looking at today, we're going to kind of focus on wisdom's calling in the world today, right? Of how wisdom is calling out to us. Um, and the important thing to, to recognize is that, unfortunately, that's just one of the voices that's calling to us. There, are, there is so much that is screaming at us to live life this way, right? Uh, just talking to, to Janie earlier today, talked about a commercial. Uh, we're, we're not sure we think it's Nair, which is a great shampoo for anyone. Um, and, and, but, uh, but basically it was, you know, be your own God, worship yourself, and the world will follow. Right? That's the tagline. Worship yourself and the world will follow. All right. That's a proverb. And that will not come true. Right? Like, that is one that is guaranteed to make you miserable. And, and, and I, the people that put together that commercial, I, they, they're just going with the way society is. And guess what? There's a lot of people who kind of feel empowered by that. That's right. I'm going to elevate myself, and then the world will follow, right? And they may not realize it, but Satan certainly does, that he realizes this is the perfect path to destruction, right? And so we're, we're dealing with evil. Like, that is an evil slogan. And that makes us uncomfortable. We don't like using terms like that, good and evil, right? And again, I'm not saying that the people who came up with it, that they're evil or anything like that, but that is an evil ideology. And that's just a, a small example of what we're hearing all around us. And guess what? A lot of times, that is screaming just as loud as wisdom is. And in fact, it's, it has 
more megaphones. <laughs> it has more avenues that is trying to, to get us to follow our own ideology instead of God's ideology. But it is important that we know that wisdom is calling out. <laughs> that we can seek it. I do wish it was easier. <laughs> but I, I definitely think that we are at a place in society where you have to work to find wisdom. I think we're at a place that you have to question everything you hear. And that is exhausting. And that's what we're, I think that's what we're feeling as a society. We are exhausted. Understandably so. We're exhausted as a society. And it's just like, I just want someone to tell me what is true and then I'll just do it. Right? Like, it's just, just tell me what I need to do and let it be true and I don't have problem doing it. And, and I think we've tried that in many ways and then we realize, wait, that's not true. <laughs> and so now I have to I have to pay attention again. I don't want to pay attention. It's exhausting. But we have to. We are at, we're at a dangerous point to where, to where evil, where Satan has lulled us to sleep. He's, he's used the events over the past couple years now to wear us down, to divide us to just exhaust us to the point that we're just like, oh, just make it go away. And that's when it can become very easy to listen to voices that sound good, but may lead to destruction. Right? Worship yourself, the world will follow. Good luck with that. <laughs> may work for a while, but it'll lead to destruction. So what is wisdom calling? What is wisdom trying to, to call? And I'm going to read through and I'll, I'll stop here and there. But again, I, I, let's, let's get, try to get the big picture. Don't get bogged down in, in certain little, little proverbs here or there. The big picture of what wisdom is calling. And I think the first thing that wisdom is calling is, is salvation. Here is, here is how you, you find uh, salvation. Right? So uh, Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 8, says, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie and wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths, for their feet rush into evil. They are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They ambush only themselves. 
Such are the paths of all who go after ill-gotten gain. It takes away the life of those who get it. All right, so the, the picture is, is we're going through life, and there are those who are trying to ensnare us, to trap us. Right? Do not go after ill-gotten gain. Worship yourself. The world will follow. That is ill-gotten gain, right? And, the, and there, there are so many ways this is happening, and, and ultimately it only ambushes themselves, right? I, I love the, why would you set a bird's net where it can be easily seen, right? You're not going to catch any birds that way. But that's, that's what happens, right? It's, it's easy to see it. You know that it's going to happen, but if we start down that path, we will get ensnared, right? So, so wisdom is reminding us, hey, this is happening. This is the world you live in. You live in a world where people are trying to ensnare you, to bring you over to doing things for yourself, to have a, a, a worldly view of, of life. But wisdom continues. It says, out of the open, wisdom calls aloud. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long, you who are simple, love your simple ways. Remember, we talked about simple. That's naive, gullible, kind of where a lot of us are. It's like, just tell us what we're supposed to do, right? We're tired. I just, I just want to be able to be simple, right? I don't want to have to think about it. But no, wisdom is calling out, how long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my, all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I, in turn, will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlpool, when distress and trouble overwhelm you, then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but will not find me, since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Now, I've always tried in my preaching to apply to regular life, normal life. Usually that's not too controversial. Now you try to apply it to what's going on in life, and it's controversial, and you tick everyone off. <laughs> but as I read that, it's, it, is, it, it is what is happening right now. It, it, it is completely what is happening. That we have not, we certainly have not been given any wisdom by any human standards since this began. Right? <laughs> Don't care what political party you are, there has been basically no human wisdom. In fact, 
we've thrown out any wisdom that we had from the past. We, we completely decided we're going to do this a whole different way. And, and now it's just continued to spiral and continued to devolve where no one knows what is true. No one knows who to trust. Because, and to me, that is evidence that wisdom was not sought. We tried to do things in well-meaning, well-intentioned, many of them. I do believe that. But things didn't work. We wanted it. We wanted to be able to control it. We wanted to be able to stop it. We wanted no one to die, which is a noble goal based in foolishness, not wisdom. Because a pandemic as throughout history, it is, it's, it's a miserable thing to go through. And you wish that you could do something just to make it all go away. Because everybody's heart breaks when they see people dying. Right? But because we didn't have wisdom in any way, we're, we've just created a monster. And now <laughs> you can make the case that evil is being done. You can make the case that just as mockers mock, we are being mocked. But some of the things that we are doing now just do not make any sense and are just foolishness. Right? And I'm not sitting here saying I have the answer. But I know that if we seek wisdom, and by the way, you, you don't have to rely on earthly leaders to apply wisdom in your own life. Yeah. You can apply wisdom. And if we apply wisdom, I believe this happens. It says, but whoever listens to me will live in safety. Remember, this is not a direct promise. It doesn't mean that if you follow God, that it's, it's like he's the big bubble wrap around you. That's not it. You still may trip and fall. You still may get coronavirus and die. Right? That's not what it's saying. But you can still live in trust in him and live in safety, doing things with wisdom. But the most important, and be at ease without fear of harm. That doesn't mean that you don't know that harm could come, but you are not at fear. We are overcome with fear. And it, it, it is, it, it's unbelievable so. And I, I, I don't know now, but I, I can remember one thing that just jumped out to me so much. This was a, at the end of last year, I think. And there were, you know, just polls taken and asking the question, you know, what's the chance that you're going to be in the hospital if you get coronavirus? And this was across political lines. It was nearly 50% of people no, no, excuse me, nearly 60% of people, uh, whenever you combined all of it together, believed that if you got coronavirus, there was a 50% chance you were going to be in the hospital. The chance is like 2%. That's the reality. Right? You know, 
as many people have died from us, and they have, and it is tragic. And there's going to be major long-term impacts for many people who have had it, right? The percentage is still less than 1% of people who get it end up dying. And the vast majority of them have multiple other things going on as well. And it's all tragic, but we are paralyzed with fear. And it's, it's because we're in no way are we trying to seek wisdom in the way that we handle this. And then Satan has got involved and he has pitted us against each other. Because we're trying to fix things. And so we're like, we, we decided, well, we're just going to try to hold on until we get a vaccine. Right? And these are, these are broad things, and we can debate about this stuff. But we're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to get a vaccine to, to eliminate it. Sounds good in theory. So we're going to hang on. And then, and then we're going to try these other measures. And then we see, man, they're just not working. So we tell people, well, if you don't follow all of the measures the way that we say that they are, then that means you don't care about other people. Guess what that does? That immediately creates enemies. And just simple questions start being treated as, oh, well, you you don't care about other people. I wish that everything, all these mitigations, I wish they worked. But there's no evidence that they really do. Throughout the globe, you look at the charts and they all go about the same. Whether places are 100% mask or no mask, it doesn't matter. And it stinks. I wish they worked. And what we've created this idea that, uh, that it would work if you, everybody would do what you're supposed to do. But then people say to do different things. And it's driving everyone crazy. Because it's all foolishness. Because we, we won't acknowledge that, hey, we're in a tough spot. And now we've gotten to a place where we have the vaccine. And I, I have been vaccinated. I am not against vaccines. right? But I recognize they're not perfect. And now they for sure, they are not perfect. You can get, I know people who are in the hospital who were fully vaccinated. But it does help. It minimizes uh, uh, the symptoms, all of that. But it's not ending things. It's not working the way that we were hoping it would work. And so there's still those who are wondering, well, what do we do? And so now we've decided, well, if you don't get the vaccine, which doesn't work quite the way that we thought it was, still works pretty good. But if you don't want to get it, well, then you're the enemy. So now we're mad again. And it's just tearing us apart. And there's no wisdom. And I think we are being mocked. When, <laughs> when you go into a restaurant wearing a mask and then you sit down and you can take it off and everybody's like, yeah, that's fine. That is foolishness. I, I, I'm sorry. It's foolishness. It, I wish it worked. It, if, if, if it worked, then we shouldn't be going to restaurants. Right? It's, it's weird. It's just so much is going on. Right? And now there's some evil that's being coming in too. Right? And because I, I think a wise thing to do would be to work towards a vaccine 
And a wise thing to do would be work. Well, how do we treat people if they get it? I don't care whether they've been vaccinated or unvaccinated. When they get it, maybe there's some things that we can do to help. And guess what? We don't know fully why, because this has only been around for a little over a year. But can we try things? And the answer apparently is no. And, and, I, and this is just an example, I know. Because I, I see this as how evil is creeping in and it is dividing us. You probably now have heard of the word ivermectin. I have no idea if ivermectin does jack to COVID. No idea. There actually are studies that show possibly, but maybe not. Right now, they are saying the headlines all around talking about people taking ivermectin, which is a horse dewormer. It is a horse dewormer. It also won the Nobel Prize for Drug of the Year in 2015 for humans. It is evil to make it sound like everyone is just running to the feed store to shoot themselves up with ivermectin. And here's what happens. When you treat it that way, there's actually people who, because they distrust you so much, they actually go to the feed store and get it and shoot it out, which is crazy. But the lying, the twisting of truth is destroying us. But wisdom is calling. See, in wisdom, it gives you the ability to understand that there's a lot of stuff going on, but that you don't have to live in fear. Right? And that's, that's the place that all of us have to search for and to get. And we're not all going to approach it the same way right? in, in a practical sense. But you need to get to a place where you're not living your life in fear because you are seeking the wisdom that only comes from God. And that you recognize that all of this stuff with COVID is people and they're flawed. And the things that they are saying may or may not be wise, and they may or may not be malicious, and there are some that are. Some of the things that they have said about some of these other treatments from drugs that are just, that are, that are fine, that have been around forever, they may not do anything with COVID. But the fact that you lie about it, that's, that's concerning. There's something going on. Satan is at work here. Wisdom, though, continues to call. Chapter 8. Wisdom's call that wisdom is the highest thing that we can pursue. It says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud, To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. 
My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Listen to that. To the discerning, all of them are right. But you have to be discerning. You have to be seeking wisdom. Because the voice of wisdom is an affront to those who are not seeking it, to those who do not desire to follow God's way. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. I hate pride and arrogance. (laughs) That's all we hear. Worship yourself. The world will follow. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight, I have power. By me, kings reign and rulers issue decrees that are just. By me, princes govern and nobles, all who rule on the earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me, find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their treasuries full. The Lord brought me, brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there was no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. Who does this wisdom sound like? Sounds like Jesus Christ that has been there since the beginning that the world was formed with wisdom at its core. And it is the only thing worth pursuing. And two, to, two or three different times in there it talks about pursuing wisdom is greater than gold, is greater than rubies. What most of us, the world says, that is what we pursue. We pursue comfort. We pursue uh, wealth. We consume, consume, uh, pursue fame. But God says, pursue wisdom. Wisdom personified. How, how wonderful for us that wisdom personified in Jesus Christ. 
that that is who we pursue. That he shows us how to live. Right? He gives us, he gives a, a, a form to wisdom. But those who fail to find me harm themselves, and all who hate me love death. Whew. That's where that's where following folly leads, following foolishness leads. I'm going to close with chapter nine. These are the invitations of both wisdom and folly. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. All who are exhausted. All who are frustrated. All who are confused. Let them come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come eat my food. Drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many, and your years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city where it's easy to see, easy to hear. She's calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no scent, she says, stolen water is sweet, food eaten in secret is delicious, but little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Wow. That is the world we live in. We live in a world with a lot of different voices. One of them is wisdom. And then there's a lot of other voices that are enticing and they sound good, but they lead to the realm of the dead. I know that we are all exhausted and we are tired and we're frustrated. And this is where if you let your guard down, It is so easy to start listening to the voices of folly and foolishness. And we have to choose to listen to the voice of wisdom. To follow His voice. To do not live in fear. Recognizing the challenges that we face and and mourning over the challenges that we face. But not living in fear. Living in wisdom in the knowledge of the Lord, the, that our fear is not, is, is not uh, wrapped up in a virus, but our fear is completely wrapped up in, in Him. That's where we put our fear. Because we know that then He walks with us. That's where we put our fear. Fear of the Lord gives us the ability 
to walk through life without fear and at the same time seeking wisdom and doing the best we can. And sometimes we'll have different ideas of how that practically looks. But we better choose to seek wisdom. And you better check every voice you hear. Mine as well. Check them all. I strive to say things that are true, to say things that I believe God has laid on my heart, but I live in a messed up world and I'm just a normal person. Right? So seek wisdom from all voices, no matter where they are, no matter what title they have. And seek wisdom, not foolishness. And live, live without fear. Live with hope. Live with joy. Let's go to him in prayer. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you that you are a God who gives us hope, that overcomes fear. And we know we live in a world that is is really challenging right now. A world where there are so many voices that are speaking to us. I pray, Lord, that you will give us wisdom. But that starts with us seeking to hear the wise voices that come only from you. Lord, remind us, remind us that you are a God who gives us wisdom, that you are a God who has created us, who loves us, who walks with us through life. Give us the mindset to put our focus solely on you and seek the wisdom that only comes from you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.